Welcome to the Be Daring Life podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Murphy. Today on the show, we're going to talk to the parents about how you can help your teens deal with stress. But first, we have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. A few weeks ago, we had Karis Waltman on the podcast talking about her journey to chase her music dreams. And we said that we were going to do a drawing for a giveaway of Karis's CD, Under the Willow. So we have a winner to announce. It is Lindsay Coker. Hope you enjoy the CD, Lindsay. We will be mailing it out to you shortly. Okay, so back to, di- to today's topic, teens and stress. If ever we needed this topic, it is now. I'm looking forward to hearing some tips to help my kids and to help myself. Joining me on this episode is my friend Cherie Calhoun. To give you a little bit of her experience, she worked as a marriage and family therapist while also teaching in a local high school dropout prevention program. She has also taught student life skills and child development at a local college. She then became a mom and transitioned in her career so she could spend more time at home. She's been working in the adoption field for many years and is currently the director of counseling and adoption for the local Catholic charities. She is also a licensed TBRI practitioner. Her heart is to help families by empowering parents with skills to help their families thrive. She is beautiful inside and out, and I always enjoy talking to her because she has such great advice. Thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast, Cherie. Thank you, Rachel. You make me sound like an expert, and I don't um, want to take that kind of credit because I'm also a mom, and I'm struggling along with everyone else as we're going through this um, no tried and true prescription uh, for a time like we're we're going through right now. But thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk and, and share with you a little bit tonight. Yeah, I think everybody... Nobody knows what to do. We're all just figuring it out right as we go. That's right. Um, That's right. Hey, just real quick, for the, for people that don't know, um, as I was given your bio, can you explain what TBRI is and what's a TBRI practitioner? I would love to. Um, TBRI is Trust-Based Relational Intervention, and um, it comes from the work of Dr. Karen Purvis, from Texas Christian University, Um, and it really is a way of helping children from hard places, whether that's um, children who have been removed from their family of origin, they're in foster care or um, adoptive families, domestic or international adoption. It's kids who've had um, experienced trauma in the first years of life or even prenatal trauma through drug and alcohol exposure or premature birth. Um, And it is a way of helping children who may have actually had some, um, because of these hard places and the trauma, had some uh, changes in their brain structure. And so this type of therapy is relational based and it really focuses on connection and teaching parents um, and caregivers how to repair some of the damage that was caused by the trauma for children. So I would call what we, what, what our kids are going through right now, a traumatic Mm -hmm. event. Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about how, how we can help them through all this using the stuff that you have learned and you've experienced. So, so how can we tell when we're experiencing stress? What, what is, what are the symptoms 
well, I think, for our kids. You know, it, it's going to look a little different for for everyone, but I think um, focusing on the teen population right now, um, we we need to remember that a lot of times sad looks mad. So for many kids, many teenagers, stress is going to look like anger and sometimes it's going to look like boredom. It's going to look like frustration on um, all that kids may be missing out on right now, the disappointment that comes along with that, the fear of the unknown. So for some children, I think lots of symptoms of anxiety are going to present in the sense of just needing extra security and needing to kind of know what's coming next. Some of them are going to show signs of just wanting to control their surroundings or control whatever they can control. So I think that it's going to look different for, for each individual child and teenager, and our responses are going to have to be individual for our kids as well. So when we are stressed out or when our kids are stressed out, mm-hmm. the coping mechanisms that come naturally right. are not healthy, would you say? Like the natural thing for me to do when I'm stressed is to do something that is not necessarily good for me. Like for an adult, I would say that would be like alcohol, drugs, overeating. Right, right. right. So is it normal to for most people not to, to react in a healthy manner when they're stressed. Yeah, I think I think we don't always, you know, kids especially haven't necessarily been given the tools to know how to deal with was like we like we talked about before with situations like this that are sort of, you know, unprecedented. They they don't we haven't been through this before, so we don't really have a tried and true uh, prescription for our kids, but I do think that you know, we we can give them alternatives to wanting to stay up all night or wanting to just stress eat or um, be lazy or complain about being bored or, you know, turning to constantly playing video games and, and um, you know, disappearing into the rooms with the door shut because they're upset or stressed or worried. Um, there are definitely healthy alternatives to that. We just may need to help our kids figure those things out. So right. I think that that would be, you know, the major goal here is for me is, is to help parents know how, how do I help my kids manage my stress, the stress right now. Right. And if we can train them now to learn how to respond to stress by the healthier habits, then as they grow up, right. As an adult, they will learn, I guess, rewire their brain. Sure. Yes. Yes. To Mm -hmm. listen. I think a lot of us don't listen to our bodies. Like, you know, your heart races, your, but you're not even aware of it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to mind mindfulness, I guess mm-hmm, is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's so important to, you know, that we go easy on ourselves a little bit in the sense that we do remind ourselves we haven't been through this either. Okay. So we're, we're in this together and we're kind of figuring this out together. But, um, from a, a spiritual perspective, we do have a guidebook, you know, that can give us some direction in these uncertain times that we, we have a father who who does know the answers and does hold the the future in the palm of his hand. So, you know, we can go to him and he can give us what we need on a daily basis and on a minute by minute basis. But I do think that there are a few principles that um, apply in this situation, just like any extreme stress um, that we can we can make 
uh, make things a little easier on our teenagers and, and on ourselves in that process as well. Okay, so what, what are some of your tips? Well, I would say um, the, f- the first thing we have to do is, is remember that while our teenagers may look like adults, um, their minds and their brains are not adult, adult developed. Um, they cannot process stress in the same way that an adult does. So um, we do need to be careful about how much we allow their minds to be flooded with you know, all the data on the coronavirus and all the newscasts, all the social media posts. Um, not that we're trying to hide this from our kids. I, I get that you know, we do need to be realistic with our teenagers, but I think that um, we have to also remember that just because they're not crawling into our laps for reassurance um, and saying they're afraid, um, they do need reassurance in other ways. And so I think we can provide that reassurance um, by making sure that they feel secure um, or as secure as possible. So one of those ways is just to kind of lessen the exposure um, remembering that right. they, you know, they don't have an adult brain. And we're not really accomplishing much by overloading on that. We're just making it scarier and Absolutely. more anxious. Right, right. So so uh, a thing I've heard several parents say is their kids don't seem to care and they're going out, sneaking out and doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, hanging out with their friends. So they're trying to scare they're trying to scare them about what could happen. Right, right. So, so where is that line? I, I mean, because some fear is a good thing for survival. Absolutely, yes. Because mm-hmm. if we weren't afraid, like if I'm not afraid of the sketchy guy in the mall parking lot mm-hmm. right. um, or of getting in a car wreck, you know, I might drive more recklessly than I normally would. Mm-hmm. So, so some fear is necessary for survival. Right. I guess, but I guess the the rub would be finding where that line is well I think too I don't want to terrify my children right right well and just like we talked about a few minutes ago it's so important to know to know the particular child the individual child I have two very different children and for uh, one of my children I need to be very very real and I need to give him lots of data and lots of facts Um, he needs to know exactly what's happening and 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 really be convinced that um it's important, you know, to our safety is, is important right now. Our, the health is important. And so we need to stay at home. I have another child that, um, if I give too much information, she's going to become very, very anxious. Um, so I, I just kind of have to monitor their personalities and see how they receive that information. And I think that, you know, it's just kind of like all of us, like adults, we all process differently as well. And how much I've had days where I don't need to even listen to any, any more of the news. You know, um, because I could, I could feel it making me feel anxious inside. Um, and other days where I've I've been glued to the TV to know exactly what's right. going on. So, um, but I think across the board there are some things we can do with with our children, with our our teenagers especially. And the number one thing is to help them deal with any type of life stress is to form that connection. You know, I've talked about, I talked about connection a minute ago, talking about um, trust-based relational intervention. But when we connect with other people, especially when teenagers connect with parents, it brings about what we call felt safety. And this just means that the more connected we are, 
the safer they feel. And when I'm using that word connection, I'm just meaning, you know, spending one-on-one time together, doing an activity that that our teens enjoy, whether that's playing sports or doing an art project or playing a board game or, you know, um, watching a movie together, but just being together, uh, but also communicating, talking about life, things other than the epidemic <laughs> right now, talking about friends and family and fears and frustrations, connecting through healthy touch, just sitting next to one another, um, giving back rubs, braiding hair, you know, connecting through eye contact. We can we can all live in the same house and be here together, quarantined to our homes and still not be making a lot of eye contact. Um, connecting mm-hmm. through spiritual means, whether that's praying together or reading scripture aloud or um, giving, sharing, you know, verses of encouragement with one another. Um, but finding every opportunity to connect. And I think that that just continues to bring about that felt safety. And, you know, a personal example in my home, Last night, I was really, really tired and really ready to go to bed, and instead, I stayed up, you know, an extra 45 minutes to watch a show with my son because I just felt like that was some good one-on-one time just to have some extra connection right now. Right. So so do teens normally find their connection with each other? I think absolutely, and so yeah, yeah. And, and they're, so they're lost. Mm-hmm. They're missing they're, that, they've yeah. They've lost all their connection. Right, right. So what do we do if... Okay, we have a teen, and we're quarantined or whatever, mm-hmm. social iso- socially isolated, and all they want to do is be in their room. How do we connect when they act like they don't want to connect? Yeah, I, th- I think that we press on. I mean, we continue to draw them out. If they just want to be in their room, you know, sometimes we just go in the room and join them then. You know, if, if they're just uh, wanting to, to lay around and watch, you know, Netflix and or or play on the Xbox, then maybe we have to go in the room and, and get on the bed and watch Netflix or play Xbox with them. You know, um, I think we jump right in there sometimes where they are. Right. And then, you know, another uh, another um, component to this connection is is just empowering them. So it's allowing them to have a voice in what, what they want to do and say. You know, allowing them to right. say, hey, I'm just really disappointed right now. You know, I was really looking forward to prom or graduation or um, I was really, really looking forward to, you know, that senior trip or whatever was going on. And I'm missing out on all of that. And I just feel like I've been cheated. I think it's absolutely necessary for them to be able to express that. So we do need to create an environment that says it's okay for you to be disappointed. And I'm disappointed, too. And I'll join, I'll join in your disappointment right now. I'm not going to let you stay there though, you know, um, because we, we, none of us has control over this and we do have to move forward from it, but allowing, um, allowing each other to feel those feelings and, you know, to, to be in the disappointment, but not to stay there. Right. So we like go in and sit with them and grieve Mm -hmm. for a day or so. I think a lot of my personality tends to be kind of dismissive. So I would tend to say, oh, it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about it. You know. Right. And they need me to say it's okay to be upset. Right. Right. And right. I get that this is a really big deal to you. You know, I get that. Right. That even though, you know, maybe 
10 years from now, it's not going to be so big that you missed prom. But right now it feels, it feels huge. And I get that, you know, I, I understand that. And that even sharing some of our own disappointments, I think, I think it's so important during this time that we, you know, we right size our expectations. In other words, as parents that we don't expect our teenagers to fully grasp the depth of, of what emotions we're experiencing right now as caretakers, um, or really even fully grasp how, how scary this epidemic is. I mean, you know, they're made to process the here and now and teenagers are sometimes going to seem really selfish because that's where they are in the developmental process. We don't want them to stay selfish. You know, we want them to be able to, um, to be, to have empathy for, what others are experiencing and we want them to move out of that stage of development, but they have to go through that stage of development to get out of it. So I think it is so important to acknowledge the disappointment, feel that with them and then help them get out of it. You know, say this, this isn't, you know, we can't stay here. (laughs) This it's not healthy to stay here. Right. So, so what would be a good amount of time or just, it just depends on the kid. Yeah. I I don't know that. How long can we sit there in the, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think, I think it may be important to remember that they, you know, because everyone grieves differently, they might grieve this every day, but they can't stay there all day, every day. Does that make sense? So it might be, you know, I really, I'm really frustrated that today I I can't go anywhere again with my friends. Okay. I get it. I get that you're frustrated. You know, I, I understand that you're frustrated. I have no control over that. So what, what is something that you could do or something you've been looking forward to doing right now that might help some of that frustration? I think giving them voice and giving them an opportunity to, you know, to have a voice and have some say so in, in what they can do. So I know, I know in my experience, I'm saying, you know, I don't have all the answers. I don't know how long school is going to be out, but here's what we do know. We do know that distance learning is starting on this date, you know, or we don't know when you'll get to hang out with your friends again, but we do know that you can create a Google Hangout and and actually provide those opportunities. Right. Let them feel heard. heard. Mm -hmm. I I think Mm -hmm. in general, we're bad in this day and age. Right about listening to our kids really really hearing what they're saying right um so this is an opportunity for us to just listen to what they are telling us absolutely and when we listen and we give them voice connection is strengthened and as the connection is strengthened then the security and the felt safety is strengthened so all the way around it kind of goes full circle then you know then some of that depression and anxiety is lessened. And so I think the more that occurs, the less power that the the anxiety has, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. So, so what if I'm not a parent, but I have kids in my life? Mm-hmm. What could I do right now to help those kids I think- from a distance? Well, I, there's so much. I mean, I had a friend um, who who shared yesterday that you know she's she's trying to work and trying to balance everything, and her brother just stopped in and and said, you know, just let me have the kids for for just an hour. Let me take them. Let's just we'll ride around. You know, we'll go riding in town. We'll we'll walk outside for just a little bit, and it just gave her a few minutes to kind of regroup rethink things right. and um and be able to just to, to kind of 
have a fresh start when they came home again because we, you know, as as parents navigating this right now, it is so difficult to continue maybe working from home, especially for single parents, and then trying to figure out this homeschool or distance learning and balancing it all and trying to manage everyone's feelings and emotions and all at the same time. So I think that, um, you know, if if you can provide some relief in that sense, that is, that's amazing. I think that, you know, if you have um, a position in ministry and you have the opportunity to encourage kids um, through whatever your role is, if it's youth ministry and you're leading a Bible study, take that opportunity to to remind them, you know, that we have a God who who offers us hope and he has the answers and he is our ultimate security and our foundation. So I think any way that we can be an, an encouragement to one another right now and an encouragement to these kids to and, and teenagers, often teenagers just get forgotten, I think, you know. Right, because we think they're adults. Right, like right. We, we think of them as adults. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I guess another thought I just thought of is as parents, especially moms, going through all of this stuff, we need to think about self-care for ourselves too. Sure. So, set a good example. Like let them see you. Like I'm hanging out with my girlfriends tonight on Zoom or whatever. Right. And we're just going to sit around and chat about life or whatever. Or I'm going to go take a bubble bath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Or I'm going to make a cup of hot chocolate and just sit and, you know, relax. Yes. And, I think, yeah. And exercise, you know, letting them see that uh, we need, even though we are confined to our homes in so many ways, we, we can still get out and outside. We can get out in the yard and we can, you know, we can do some things outside that, um, rejuvenate us we need to take a break from the screen time and and even that you know that this this disconnect that we're feeling right now can be a real time of growth for us if we allow it to be and you know I know that sometimes I I can I can I can hear my teenager rolling his eyes (laughs) as I say that like you sound like a counselor mom um but but it is so true that you know we are so busy as a society and as a just as a culture in general, that we don't have time to just be still and be bored, you know, or what we consider to be bored. And right, we're the, afraid of being yeah, alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think I think this can be a time to just a you know a refreshing press pause, and because we have to, but allow allow God to just um, you know change us and grow us yeah. during this time. We've been going on lots of walks at our house. Mm-hmm. Like we get up in the morning, and me and three of the kids and grand granddad who lives here, mm-hmm. we go on a two mile walk almost every morning, and it's been good. like it's just relaxing. We're not in a hurry, right? We don't have to rush to go somewhere. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think we're getting closer because of it. Yes, yeah. It can be an uh, that you know that that word connection again. It can be such a time for families just to to get back together, get back around the dinner table together, walk outside together, you know, um, and really talk about life, really listen to one another, pray together, um, and do fun things together too. You know, we've got a couple of board game challenges going on and, and dice games going on here, you know, around our house where we're pretty competitive and we're all keeping score and, um, keeping that going each day, you know, and it's nice to have the time to be able to do that. Yeah, what's your favorite game at your house? 
Um, you know, we we have a lot of games right now. We are playing a dice game called Farkle. Oh yeah, we have that. Yeah, so that one's been kind of fun. Yeah. We've been playing Dutch Blitz a lot over here. Oh, I love that one too. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. I think they just need to know that it's going to be all right. Yes. That's We're right. going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And some people I think w- might get upset at me saying that cuz they're like, well, you don't know what's going to happen. We, you know, we could get sick. And I, I, it doesn't mean that things will, are necessarily going to work out the way we want them to. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're all going to, I don't know if I'm going to get sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. someone close to me is going to die or I'm, pe- friends are going to lose their businesses or their homes or their stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm going to be okay. That's right. Because I've survived that kind of stuff before. Mm-hmm. And though I may not want to. I can survive it again. Right. Um, we don't talk a whole lot about spiritual stuff on the podcast. We don't, we don't hide the fact that we're Christian because, but our content is geared so that it can help anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like this is a very important point. When I say I'm going to be okay, I mean, my soul is going to be okay. That's right. That's Cause, right. Cause I have peace. You know, I have hope for the future. Right. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just all, this is all temporary, really. That's right. That's right. And I think that's the bottom line that we, we need to keep rem- reminding our children of and reinforcing in our home that this is, it's all temporary. Right. Right. We're so, in our culture, we're so used to this, the stuff. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Like, what are we living for? You know, this is a good uh, step back and think about what, what, why are we doing what we're doing? You know? That's right. Yeah. It's all about, you know, faith, family connection mm-hmm. more than anything really and we forget that yeah so you have anything else you want to add sure you got I think you know I just think that um I hope I hope that these words are encouraging in the sense that you know we are we're all in this together you know and I I think that um because we're so busy it's almost it's almost a, a paradox here right we are we are so disconnected from people right now, but in some ways I feel more connected than I was before this pandemic. <laughs> you know, right. uh, I've talked more to other parents who are sharing some of the same fears and feelings. I've talked more to my family, um, you know, to my husband and my, my children. I've, I've talked more to people at the school um, who, who feel the same way, you know, and I, th- I think that it's, it's wow, wow, you know, we're really talking and listening and sharing and caring and praying for each other. Um, and we're, we're more, you know, physically disconnected, but that's a, that's a really good thing. So, you know, some great things can come from where we are right now if we allow that to happen. And, and I hope that we can be that kind of encouragement for one another and to our, our teenagers during this time. Right. We're kind of forced to use our words. Right. Always yeah. That's we always right. tell our little little guy, use your words. Mm-hmm. Use your words. Yeah. So now I've got to use my words. And Facebook, social media, is, I hate it and I love it at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel like it sucks us in so much, but then it has also been great to stay connected with people. You know, we, we have an ability to still talk to our friends. And right in group chats and stuff like that yes yes yeah 
Well, do you have anything else you want to add? I think that's it. Sheree, I just wanted to thank you for coming out and sharing with us today. We I learned a lot and I got some good advice about how to better connect with my teens. Thank you so much for having me. This was a, a wonderful opportunity. I thank you both so much. If you're wanting some help with activities to do with your teens during this social isolation period, we are having a 14-day Level Up Challenge. If you sign up, you'll get a daily email with challenges that your teen can do every day. You can sign up at BeDaringLife.com slash level up. If you like our content, you can find us on Facebook at BeDaringLife or on our website at BeDaringLife.com. We would love it if you would give us a review on your podcast player. The more reviews we have, the more visible this podcast is, and that helps others find us and the great community we are building together. So remember to go out and be daring.